This episode is brought to you by Metro Mugs. Today is March 3rd. The boys from the back pocket are here with Mick Stenson, Decky Flips. How are we? We're doing good, Andy Hot Hoagie. Uh, we got a phenomenal podcast today, like you said, with Mick Stenson, the founder of Devani's. He's got an incredible story, but what's the best part about this whole thing is you won't believe what this man's actual name is. And hint, it might not be Mr. Devani's. Having his location just a block away for over four years going to the University of St. Thomas and then having him on our show, I feel like we're playing in the sandbox now. Absolutely. Let's hit it. This is amazing. We're here. We did it. We we did it. Uh, Mick, I have a question for you. Yeah. Could we call you Mr. Devonis? Is that, has that been a question you've been asked? <laughs> uh, yes, it has. But uh, looking like a Norwegian, Devonis doesn't really fit. Right. So... You can call me whatever you wish. I've been called worse. So, <laughs> What's your favorite nickname that people have for you? Well, Mick is a nickname. Oh, that's a good you know, point. My given name is Gladstone McKinley Stenson Jr. That is a phenomenal <laughs> All name. right, Gladstone it is. <laughs> Gladstone. Wow. Uh, now you're thinking I'm some kind of a blue blood. Wrong. All wrong. Uh I'm a junior. My dad was born in 1901, and he was the seventh out of eight boys, born in Starbuck, Minnesota. And uh, I think my grandmother was running out of names, plus the fact she was a little bit of a historian at that time. William Gladstone was the president of the United States, and William, no, William Gladstone was the Prime Minister of England. Okay. And McKinley was the president of the United States. Gotcha. And they just went with both. Yeah. That's. So I'm a junior. My mother didn't want me to be called junior, so she took Mick off of McKinley, and I've been Mick or Mickey all my life. I... So, but I, I, I respond to anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. My yeah. wife has a few choice ones for me, by the way. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> um, so we were, we. I mean, we, we read up on... Uh, Devani's, and you guys have a really, really cool, rich history. I think it's really cool that you guys are, first and foremost, family-owned and still local in Minnesota, growing and thriving. Pretty incredible stuff, so I just want to say yep. congrats to you. Thank you. That's amazing. Um, what was the original first name of it again? It starts with a P, right? Pontillos. Pontillos. And, and we actually started in 1975 as Pontillos Pizzeria because we learned the business uh, when we started, I had two partners, two high school buddies. So we weren't family-owned, you know, back then. Uh, I had two other partners, and, and one of them was living in Cleveland, Ohio. And he met a guy that who was living there. They were first married. And he he got a great friendship with this guy and the guy didn't like what he was doing so he went back to Rochester New York and his father-in-law taught him the pizza business and at that time my good buddy was traveling up to Rochester and he said 
he called me and he said, Mick, this pizza is fantastic. You know, it's it's nothing like we've got back in the Midwest. And you've got to meet this guy. He's a great guy. So long and short of it, they ended up teaching us the business. I had a, another great friend from high school who wasn't doing anything at the time, had just left a job. And my partner in New York said, just find a place where they eat a lot of pizza. I don't care about the competition, just where they eat a lot of pizza. And of course, the Cleveland and Grand Avenue location is a, is a is a, it's a great area. It's our favorite one. That's I the mean, one you, we got. You, you know, you've got St. Thomas, you've got McAllister, you've got a wonderful neighborhood and St. Kate's and so on. So uh, we uh, we opened there in a small spot. It wasn't that whole building. It was just, it was the second one in. Mm-hmm. Uh, second building in, it was 30 seats or something like that to start out with. And this is your first time getting into restaurant business? First time into the restaurant business. And I was still employed as a uh, uh, manufacturer's rep in the plumbing business. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't wasn't until a year later that, uh, or about two years later, it was 79 actually, or 77, that we started working on our second restaurant at Riverside Avenue over by the University of Minnesota nice. and the University Hospital over there. That's our second store. Yep. So how old were you when you started? 28. 28? Yeah. So when you are going, you learn about all this great New York pizza. You're like, okay, we got to bring it to the Midwest. Yeah. Learning how to make New York style pizza. What is it about it that makes it different, more attractive, better tasting how do you like how does it taste that good well I, you know i think it's dough formulation and at that time we only had one crust and that was a traditional crust that they made out east and it's hand pounded and it uh um, just had a had a nice bite to it um the the family uh sauce that they had the recipe for sauce they had was distinct and really good and and it hit very well with uh with the local people when we came here right and then and pizza is not really a minnesota trait you don't think of minnesota you think pizza i'm from chicago and i mean there are pizza places on every street every that's that when you think chicago you think pizza in new york same same thing there and i appreciate how you brought their roots and you you took it to minnesota and then you're sitting there at 28 years old and you're working full-time in the plumbing business as a rep Mm -hmm. and you open this pizza shop that's that's incredible Mm -hmm. when did you know that you had something where it was like all right it's time to let this this full-time job go and go full-time with devonis well it was when the second shot we did so well. There, there was such a great uh, reception to the first store at Cleveland Grand. We could see that it was doing well. And when we found the second location, that's when I, I left my other job. Okay. And, uh, you know, back in those days, we did everything. We put up paneling on the outside of the building. And, you know, you just do what you have to do. 
Um, you're not hiring anyone. Or you're not. You're trying not to hire people. You're trying to do it all yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you're trying to do a lot of it yourself. Uh, neither of none of the three of us that were working in the business at that time were skilled <clears throat> carpentry wise or whatever. Yeah. But we follow orders well. So you had a carpenter there, and they told you to do this, and you know, mm-hmm. we, and a lot of the grunt work is what. Uh, you know, we as youngsters were good at. Right. You're a moving you know. and able body. Yeah. Yes. Moving and able body is correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we just handled uh, this whole studio in the last five days. We had no idea how to do any carpentry work either. And well done, I would say. Hey, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is pretty awesome. But yeah. I like the I like the mindset of like, you know, you got to you're 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 doing it because you love to do it and you almost have to do it. You're like, all right, we're opening a new store. We have to, we have to panel it. We have to do this. We have to do that. Yeah. Um, kind of just making those sacrifices because you love it. And at the end mm-hmm. of the day, what are you doing? Right. You're making pizzas. You're yeah. serving the, the, the greater community. Um, throughout like, I guess what was, so once you took it full time, was there a, a time where you're like, wow, this is like, was it where, was there a time where it got tough when you, when you started out? Um, full time for the first time. Uh, where it got tough and yeah, what, just in like, what sense? Like uh, maybe like a failure, just like a time where you're like, man, this is not going well, or I'm having a tough time. You got anxiety or anything like that. You know, in the early years, and and one thing about being young is, I think you're a little bit bulletproof. You kind of think you're invincible to a sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you and that it's not going to turn south on you. Um, when we did change our name from Pontillo's to Devani's, that was a time that was a little scary. It was the time when the cash flow got really, really tight. For some reason, everybody thought, oh, they got bought by some big conglomerate, and everything had changed, and we hadn't changed one thing. People were writing to us saying, uh, your pizza doesn't taste as good as it did. Your sauce isn't as good. You're not using as much cheese. We hadn't changed one thing. Just the name. Yeah, just the name. That's, That's all we did. And we tried to tell them that. You know, In fact, that was one of the bylines of the advertising that we did with, uh, well, there was, a, there was a group that did our advertising at that time. It was a... Uh, called Lunch Hour Limited. It was a group of uh, Pat Fallon, who was the Fallon McElligot, uh, uh, which is a huge, uh, Pat's passed away now, but uh, um, the huge advertising company and had a couple other guys in the city that got together at lunch and took on interesting clients. And that was one of the, uh, one of the bylines. Every nothing's changed. It, we're all the same, and we've got some ads from uh, one of the ones was use was using uh, people like John Wayne and uh, Marilyn Monroe. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, Marilyn Monroe, and they had other names, and they changed their names. Mm-hmm. Right, but they're the same people. <laughs> and that was that was kind of it. So. That's really cool. But it was it was a struggle for a while. Oh, I bet. And you know, you just had the faith that you had the faith that people would see 
we did we did increase cheese at one point because we felt okay let's give them more cheese if they think we don't have enough cheese or whatever. people want cheese yeah yeah just you know. give them the cheese mm-hmm. yeah um I grew up in the fa- in the restaurant business. My dad oh. uh, owned a restaurant um, from 1994 until 2002, and it was called D Bob's. And my de- my grandfather's name is Donald Robert D Bob's was the restaurant name. So I grew up in the family in the family business um, and being at the restaurant every single day. Mm-hmm. It was the coolest thing watching my dad operate this restaurant and all the people smiling and appreciating because he, he opened it in his hometown and we live two towns away. So driving over there um, and seeing the community rally around d It was the coolest thing. I want to ask you, how has it been raising a family in this business and, and watching now your daughter be a part of the business as much as she is today? Well, it's, uh, you know, I look at, uh, I look at my teammates as partners and you know I you can't even believe how how long I've worked with some of these people 40 years so they're like family. Mm-hmm. My president and CFO has been with us 42 years as of this coming Thursday. We just had our chief operating officer retire after 42 years. Wow. Um, you employed someone for 42 years, their yeah. whole career, professional their whole career. career. Mm-hmm. He, left, he left He left. Burger King and came to work for us, and his whole career was mm-hmm. The rest is us. history. Yeah. Wow. So it's, it's very gratifying um, to know that you've provided an environment that people have appreciated and that we've got so many teammates that have appreciated uh, what we really stand for. You know, and that's what, when we started the business, it was, okay, let's do something where you don't always have to tell somebody to do something. Um, let them use their head and use their mind and and make decisions. Uh, give them some respect and uh, trust them. Right. And trust goes a long way in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's why we've had so long a tenure on so many people. Yeah, I, it's it's very genuine, and it's yeah. awesome, like, how much you're showing you care about someone. When you, uh, personally, when you meet someone for the first time, do you trust them right away, or do they have to earn your trust? I Actually, uh, I think I tend to trust them until they... Break your trust. Yeah, until they demonstrate something that I start questioning. Uh, We are the same way. We were talking about this last night, and I'm in until I'm out with someone in in an engagement, and it's like I will automatically have the most faith in that person and think they're my best friend, and I think that's the way it should be. And if they they do fault you at a time, then it's time to question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I I think that's very true, and – you're going to find out in a period of time, not not that long. Right. You know, so. And I think the thing that's interesting, you know, the girls have been, I've got two daughters, one that's at home today. But uh, uh, I, I think they had a different perception of what the business was 
than what it actually is. I think they thought it was more like The Office, the TV show, <laughs> than The Office, than what it actually is. <laughs> well, we got... We, <laughs> That's awesome. So what do you, what do you mean by that? Well, you know, the, there's just more weird stuff going on at the office, like like the office, right? And, and uh, no, it's more sincere, trusting relationships, working together, and in that type of thing. Uh, uh, There's not those side story, uh, conspiracy yeah. type things going on. Yeah, I could never get into that show because it just it it looked so weird to me. I mean, I just couldn't identify with that, but I know it happens, you know. <laughs> There's definitely, they do a great job with the office of um, taking like the personality of what it could be uh, yeah. and how awkward and, and unique really is working in a cubicle all day yeah. and being in a group with 15 people and seeing them from nine to five every single day and you're working for a paper mill company. Yeah. That, yeah. that is interesting. Like there's like a, a, a cool, unique dynamic of that show, right? It goes 15 seasons, the office, right? Something of that length. Crazy. The yeah. the scene and the setting, and what they're doing, rarely ever changes. But what really happens is each character is developed, and each character kind of grows, and you learn to like love this character. But literally nothing else really changes. You like learn to love Steve Carell like ten times more than you used to, or Jim, or Pam, or whoever. Mm -hmm. And it's all because and it's all strictly based on the personality. I, I someone told us this the other day. They're like, you guys are like the Office characters because. You maintain like the same personality, even though there's so much else like going on around you. There's like so much more glitz and glamour things, but regardless of whatever's your scene, you guys are just still growing as it personally, and people are getting behind that. Right. Which I think is cool. I think, right. and I think that goes along with like Devani's in a sense where, like, you guys have just grown extremely locally from what you had, like what you had built at oh, right by St. Thomas. And now how many stores? You have like, what, tw over 20 now? We have we have 21. 21. And we have a wholesale bakery. Right. And we have a coffee shop. Coffee that's right. Was that, Benny, was that there when you boys were? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, that's so cool how it's mm -hmm. all built from a local sense. I think that's yeah. just amazing. Yeah. What has so. been the kind of the uh, the mindset behind that, uh, staying in Minnesota and and really growing that direction? Well, I think it's it's easier to um, carry your your theme on with people that already know you. Mm -hmm. You know, they've heard of you than to go and open up in Denver, say to speak, or whatever. Right. And by the way, Denver, that's a hot spot of restaurant. Oh, yeah. Restaurant birth. The, the hoagie industry would be kind of sweet out in Denver. I yeah, think you could infiltrate. Really? Oh, well, we'll keep that in mind. <laughs> I, I'm from I'll there. Pass, I'll pass that on to somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I mean, that's a that's yeah. a good point. Like, so I mean, you've been with the company for. I mean, you've grown this company for so long, and now um, have have you taken a, a role where you're still as heavily involved as when you first started, or is it a little more removed? Or what's your role nowadays? Right. Yeah. I I am definitely more removed. Um, we've got people that really do the heavy lifting like i said i've got a president cfo who's a saint thomas grad um uh 
previous uh, uh, COO was a St. Thomas grad. So, Tommy uh, Roots. Yeah, mm-hmm. Tommy roll, roll Roots. Are one of our IT guys that has been with us for 40 years was a uh, Tommy. Mm-hmm. And um, so, uh, I, at any rate, I, I, I don't work as long a days. Um, I try not to micromanage. <laughs> I'm, I'm just looking across the room to see if I'm catching any uh, <laughs> stray looks with that comment. But, uh, oh, I... I I, I have uh, a position that I have opinions and so yeah. on, you know. So, so for, we, for, uh, oh, sorry. Well, we, we took on a new, uh, the uh, entrepreneur, entrepreneurial operating system. It's called Traction. Oh, yeah. I'm about familiar. two or three years ago. And it really has been a good, good, good thing for us. I think... Um, in many ways, we were, we had a voice, and uh, and I think uh, on the leadership level, we were quite good. On some of the other levels, I think we were missing out. Uh, I'm still on the leadership level, and uh, uh, as a visionary, I'm the visionary in there. Right. And um, um, it's... It's been a really good thing in involving, because we've always been in, good in involving people. I mean, we always said uh, that you have to involve people in decision-making. Ask the people you work with in the store what the customer's thinking and so on and so forth. Uh, but this brings it uh, really to the forefront more, I think. Uh, we've... The, one of the biggest gains we've got is from the um, um, administrative people in the office. We've got some really smart people that are that are doing payroll and paying bills and all that kind of stuff. And surround yourself with people that are brighter yeah, than yourself. Yeah, they and, and carry they, out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they are. Uh, you know, I think they're really. They're more. Their job is more enriched, and. I know that we're a better company for it. And then the store level, it's just a lot more proactive. We're getting more of a situation where the, you know, assistant managers and and whatnot are, uh, they're, they're more involved in getting things done. I mean, it's set down as to what you need to accomplish every week, so forth. So mm-hmm. that's been very cool for us. What's your favorite mug in the house? My favorite mug is the one that's clean. That's it? They just want a clean mug? Well, if it's clean and it also has the back pocket logo on it, that's pretty dope, too. Right, right. That's ultra clean. That's the cleanest of types of your favorite mugs. That's shiny clean. Yeah, yep. yeah. A dirty back pocket mug would kind of suck. Uh, but at the same time, I'd probably use it if it had a Baby Yoda logo on it. Right. So a dirty Baby Yoda coffee mug would be better than any other mug in the cupboard? That's correct. Okay, yeah. I think everybody else should also get uh, our featured back pocket mug right now at metromugs.com the baby yoda mug is 20 percent off right now if you use code b-a-c-k-p-o-c-k-e-t for 20 percent off that's back pocket metromugs.com 
over a year ago, we started going to these panel discussion networking events called Lincoln Drink. They're now on their eighth one after their 007 event in, in uh, last November, and they're coming in hot with a new panel discussion March 18th at the freaking Walker, dude. It's insane how far they've come. They have an awesome setup over in the uh, in that glass room overseeing all of the skyline of Minneapolis. Yeah, it's gorgeous. 350 people this time, too. Wee. Get your tickets right now because they're selling fast. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think they've already sold over 100, which is sick. Um, I really hope to see you guys all there. Um, if you are there and you see us there, definitely come say hi and ask Andrew how his heartburn's going. Decky Watts and Andy Meters have been working out at Alter Fitness for over a year. And if you want to come work out with us and have a blast doing it, well, we're offering you a free week. Yeah, we'll get a free week for you on us. We can either work out in their new Edina location or we can work out in North Loop in Minneapolis. You choose the time. Or no, you choose the date. We choose the time. We're 5.30 a.m. workout, guys. And if, and if you – I can squeeze in a 6.30. Yeah, Andrew can squeeze in a 6.30, but I'm really not negotiable at 5.30. However, I would go like all five days or seven days or whatever. There's also performance yoga on Sundays at 9 a.m. We'll be there as well. Let us know if you want to come. DM us on – on anything, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I'm also on LinkedIn, and then our email will be in the show notes. Can you explain what exactly, man, maybe this is a question for you too, Andrew, like what exactly traction is and what it does from an entrepreneurial standpoint for a company? Well, like uh, what is the methodology, I guess? I think at the crux is the communication aspect and the yep. accountability aspect go okay. hand in hand. Yep, yep. It, it sets up different groups, and we, in, in our leadership group, we in the old days, we perhaps had too many people. I think it was too clumsy. Uh, there were just too many people uh, that uh, you're taking their time in the meetings. These meetings, these leadership meetings, last an hour and a half, no more, no less. That's what they last. And and uh, you, uh, it just gets to an accountability point where if people aren't getting their stuff done. That's going to make you question whether they're in the right seat. It's called put the right people in the right seats. And there are some people that we've found haven't been in the right seats, and that's got to change. Mm -hmm. Traction does a phenomenal job with the structure of their program in the the sense of um, how the meeting starts. Mm-hmm. And and then like from then on is very systematic and you mm-hmm. are you're learning how to reward someone in the beginning and then challenge them and then at the end make sure that they know their roles. It's it's and I know that sounds super vague. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember the terms that they use so to clarify it, but I, I don't remember. Um I just I really when I was inside the traction program when I worked for Media Bridge, they they were just on point with what needed to get done and mm-hmm. every single person had a, a, a smart role mm-hmm. and I just appreciated how they ran their company. Got it. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, okay. Wait, I wanted to go back one more time. So the, uh, when you changed the name, you had, you were originally going to be Devontes, yeah. but, and that meant, ah, I forget what it means in Italian. What is it? Well, the advertising company came up with a lot of things and okay. one, one that they, one that they really liked was Diavantes, which meant the leader mm. in in Italian. And uh, the advertising, did I say the advertising yeah, yeah. company? Yeah, okay, the ad company came up with the names. The lawyers looked at that name and 
they didn't like it because Avante was a car at that time. The it was made by Studebaker, Avante car, and they didn't they didn't they thought there may be some kind of a conflict there, plus the fact that it sounded too white tablecloth. Yeah. That's that's when they when they brought it to the to the uh, uh, focus groups. The people described the restaurant as white tablecloth, uh, table service, and that type of thing, which didn't fit us. And then they rolled the T into an N, and it's totally a fictitious name. It's nobody's name. It's nothing. It's just made up. Mm-hmm. Well, you're Devani's. Mr. Devani's. Yeah. I'm I'm a fictitious person. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll clip just that part out and then share that with everybody else. That's going to be perfect. We got what we needed. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So they. It's edgy. Yeah. Devani's is edgy. Because you yeah. just say, Dad, Devani's. You know, I'm going to Devani's down the street, you know? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Well, they, they went back to the focus groups and they said, Oh, you know, this is a real casual place, family family owned and or family operated. Right. And, and uh place you take your, your kids to and so forth. So, and that's what it was. And we stuck with that one. It's phenomenal. Yeah, and finding names isn't easy. You know, I can remember when we, when we did Coffee Benny. Oh man, you know how many coffee shops there are in the, you know, you see too st- many Starbucks and Caboos, but I mean, or I mean uh, Caribou, Caribou, <laughs> yeah, <Caribou's. laughs> And but the there are so many local coffee shops that trying to find a great name is is really hard and it took us a long time to find one mm-hmm. yeah. coffee ben is a good one yeah so you mentioned like uh you mentioned the your first location right at right next to st thomas off uh what is that cleveland and grand yes. right um and you mentioned earlier like it's a good your your pizza's or your stores are great for like kids and family and stuff mm-hmm. has your college demographic been your like one of your biggest hits or where does it rank in terms of uh, your demographic or people that you're selling pizzas to? Well, back, you know, the business has changed so much back in the day. We didn't have delivery and and, right. and people was, I mean, we had, we used to be open till one o'clock and, and the, the Tommies would be coming in there late night to try and, uh, you know, soak up a little of whatever they're drinking and, and, you know, so we had a great college group at night. Yeah. That isn't so much anymore. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's more of your delivery. It's uh, delivery is, you know, 40% of our business now. So, wow. You know, is it really? A, yeah. So it's a, it's a different, it's a different game. Does that, you know? is it a kind of a bummer from your perspective, um, not having the enjoyment of seeing people in the restaurant that that 40% now have delivery. Yeah. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, and it's too bad. And, and our food is really so much better on premise. And when you take it right out of the oven, you have a hoagie right out of the oven. It's to die for, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a, it's a different deal. It's awesome. So, um, from that standpoint, yeah, but that's not the way we live anymore. We, uh, we want the comfort of our homes or our podcast studio and we just eat it all here. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) My, my first experience at Devani's is actually pretty cool. I came up to visit, uh, St. Thomas for school 
and with my parents and uh, junior in high school. And we uh, toured the campus, met with the football coaches and all that jazz. And then we needed to go get, we wanted to go get food. And we just like quickly looked up food near me and Devani's is the main location right next to St. Thomas. Walked over there and enjoyed a nice Devani's meal as I'm uh, thinking about going to St. Thomas. And I do believe the reason why I ended up saying yes to St. Thomas was because I sat there at Devani's and I and it was enjoying a nice buffalo chicken hoagie on wheat bread. Hmm. And uh, and it just it my, my, it was a delight to the, the to the senses with the, with Devani's and I decided St. Thomas is my is my school. Mark that down to get a hold of Caruso and get all his recruits over there. <laughs> it, very similar to Andrew, actually. Now that I think about it, um, I took a visit out to St. Thomas when I was being recruited in January on a Friday, mm. and it was like ten degrees when I showed up. And the first place I went was with a, a family friend, and then um, one of the players on the team. We went to Devani's. Hmm. It was the first thing we did. Right. I, I, like, like, literally the first thing, thing I remember having. Like, I think it was the assorted on wheat. The assorted on wheat was phenomenal. I, and, you know, that's, that's, that's the bee's knees right there. I, and I've gone back many times since. You've saved me on many Sundays after a night out on Saturday. So I want to thank you for that. That's awesome. You're, you're quite welcome. It's a really full circle moment for us here. Yeah. It, it is. It's really it what we're realizing. Is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's awesome. So what, like, what is, uh, I guess, a good story about, like, community or something? Like, when someone says, oh, what, what like, why did you start Devani's? Why did you do, why did you go through um, making a, a pizza company out in Minnesota? Um, is there a story or something that you refer to or tell people um, that represents that? Well, I don't know if there's a particular story, but, uh, you know, we really believed in the food. You know, you, you've you've got to have a belief in what you're doing. And mm-hmm. we thought we thought our our food and our style of service was the right thing to do, was the a really good hook. And it was a business that we could have on our own. You know, we were you know we were working with other people and we wanted our own business. So um it was, uh, the, the, the food was the killer. When I t- tried the food right away, I fell in love with it. Right, and then and know, the people get behind that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you want to you wanna bring it back. And, and you, you know, you got to remember, 45 years ago, the competition that we had was not, not great. You don't, you've probably never heard of Shakey's Pizza. Well, that was a national chain back in those days, which is still hanging out somewhere in california but certainly not thriving mm-hmm. was and, uh what's tony's pizza company uh tony uh uh tony perella's tony perella's it's a uh, duluth made pizza they do like the frozen ones right i think so tony, do they have any store locations we had him i don't know I, what is it well we should know this i know we had him on our podcast yeah what no uh, ah, this is bad whatever what no but we I was, was carboni's around Ooh, Carbonis. I, I I believe Carbonis was around at that time. Okay. Yeah. Now, follow-up question. I know you um, slice our pizza traditionally into triangles. Yes. What are your thoughts on cutting pizza into square slices? <laughs> hey, 
Uh, we do it some. It's hard to do though when you when you cut ninety nine percent of them in slices. Mm. You 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 can tend to automatically cut them into slices when they ask you to do it in in squares. I have no problem with it. Mm. Okay. All yeah. right. I have no problem with it. So forty five years ago, opening up Devani's in the Twin Cities, what has been like your favorite thing seeing the city grow? Because that's another huge success point with Devani's is the Twin Cities has grown so much, and and you see some awesome things going around in this area. What has been kind of like your memorable moments with the Twin Cities and being a part of it? Well, I would say certainly the good times we've had during successes in sports back in the 80s when the Twins, you know, when the Twins were fighting for the World Series, 87 and 91, we did a bunch of business with the Twins and uh, have provided food down into the locker room and that type of thing. Um, That's incredible. So... In in this, you started this late seventies, seventy seven, seventy nine is when Devonis is starting. Seventy five, actually. Okay, yeah. Seventy nine was the second restaurant. Right. Got, gotcha. Yeah. Um, and then in the eighties, you get inside the Twin Stadium. How like just rewarding in itself for you, like knowing that the players are eating your food, your pizza, like that's yeah. incredible. Yeah, I mean, and they can have what they want. So if they didn't like it, they'd throw us out. Right. So. It, it it was it's it's very rewarding, and uh, we we were the pizza for the Minnesota Wild for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were the only pizza there, and decided to pull out of that relationship. But uh, they were great people to work with, and that that we were very honored that they would choose us mm-hmm. to uh, uh, do the pizza there. So, yeah. So I, I remember you had just mentioned 40% of your pizzas are now delivered, right? Right, right. And we're worried, not necessarily worried, but something that comes with that is that there's not necessarily um, people coming into your restaurants anymore, but you still want to deliver some sort of impact. So I have an idea for you, Mr. Devani. Okay. Gladstone. <laughs> Gladstone. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Mr. Gladstone Devani. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on Andrew and I? becoming Devani's pizza delivery guys and we go to random places and deliver Devani's pizza to people i think it's awesome mm-hmm. okay sweet you'd be good yeah marketing director right here oh, okay oh nice yeah jackie's in <laughs> perfect <laughs> okay give me a clue of where you guys would want to be delivering to um first one would be just like a random class at st thomas oh so i'd figure out okay. like because I, I mean i was an engineer there and yeah. i'd want to find dr john abraham's class because I know if I went showed up randomly at his class, that he would lose his shit. So that would be really fun. Mm-hmm. He would love that. Another great idea uh, would be showing up in one of these. Uh, we, we're good friends with Alter Fitness, and they run uh, – it's like a boutique hit fitness class. Okay? So we get food involved. We get pizza involved. And you're getting a workout while you're eating pizza. I'm just seeing well, pizza after the workout. Is what you're saying? I'm seeing a little bit of both. Okay, maybe before, maybe during. Interesting. And I'm just seeing. Right. I'm seeing content starting to be developed that's unique in itself, where people are like, "Holy smokes, yeah. we got active pizza eaters!" Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could also just show up to like random houses too, but that I, we'd have to run that one by you, of course. Yeah. Well, and Ben Lieber opens the door. Yeah. Right. Right, I think right. this. Have you had Lieber on your show? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. He is awesome. He's yeah, he is a great guy. A lot of good energy. I love listening to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think this has merit. Mm. 
Let's not let this die. Okay. okay. Where would you like to see us deliver pizza? Mm, good question. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I could think of some things, but let's let it go. Okay. <laughs> we could go like we could go. I mean, we. I mean, we're we're thinking of places just around here. We could go to like Denver and deliver some hoagies too. I see. Be like, yeah, let me tell you about this Devani's place. Or even like we can go even further. I was just we can go like Thailand or something. Maybe, Maybe down take to the Southeast Asia. Oh, to the beach. How about you know down to Lake Calhoun with you know? Blue. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I like that. You know, that's so, a good idea. So right now we're working with uh, this, this this company, Embrace North, on Sunday at one o'clock. We go to Cedar Lake and we get in the water and we do a workout on the lake in the snow, and then we get in the water and we practice embracing the north. And you you totally submerge your shoulders down. Um, we need some warm pizza. After that. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many times where we would need pizza. I'm just, the, the ideas are rolling. The ideas are rolling. That, but but I mean, I, I think that's it, right? I, yeah. Pizza is or pizza hoagies any any of your guys's food. Um, that type of food is just great to enhance community. Embrace the north, embrace the north, mighty, mighty, mighty north, mighty, mighty, mighty north. That's like some of our chants that we do at uh, at the lake, Cedar Lake, every Sunday. Uh, you'll catch us uh, starting our hype acapella group from from the lake, submerged for about 10, 15 minutes every week. Join us there, embrace the north with, with us. 1 p.m., Cedar Lake, embracing the north. Yeah, we'll see you there. We'll see you there. Yeah, see you there. Okay, sorry, this is uh this is a time for an ad break, but we don't actually have any advertisers willing to pay for this spot. So if you if you want to put have us talk and say sweet nothings about your company, send no more. You can take this spot and listen and, and eliminate me just filling time and space. Yeah, if you really want, you know, the back pocket guys to stumble over your ad reads and, you know, do it as wildly average as possible, you know, send us a note at the back pocket podcast. At gmail.com, something like that. It'll be like really choppy, pretty average, but I mean, we're going to be talking about your brand, so I think that might be okay. Yeah, and there's some people that are listening that want to know your brand. Yeah, we just want to help you out. That's yeah. all. This is Decky Dark Chocolate Mocha. And this is Andy Almond Milk Latte. And if you follow us on Instagram, you've probably seen that we have some pretty sweet back pocket branded mugs brought to you by Metro Mugs. You see, Metro Mugs creates mugs that inspire conversation, and we think that's pretty neat. They've partnered with The Back Pocket to help us create our own line of mugs that show off who we are and to give you, our beautiful intern- marketing interns, the opportunity to share The Back Pocket with the next person you grab a cup of joe with, which we really appreciate. Yeah, and because we selfishly want you to have one of our mugs in your cupboard or on your desk at work so you can spread the good average word of Back Pocket, Metro Mugs is offering an insanely above average discount to make that happen. Head to MetroMugs.com. And use code BACKPOCKET, that's B-A-C-K-P-O-C-K-E-T, to receive 20% off your first order. That's code BACKPOCKET at MetroMugs.com. Yeah. And you might be able to make some new friends. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Who knows? Right. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Wow. Here we are. Here we yeah. are. And and we get to share the back pocket story all the time. And that is like our favorite thing. That's how we uplift our community is the back pocket story. And we're built on being wildly average guys. That is our mantra. We are two ordinary average guys with an extraordinary passion to have conversations with people such as yourself. 
and we get to ask this question, what is your average quality? And for us, an average quality is something you do well at times and other times not so well. At the end of the day, you know, it's, it's your hone in average middle ground type quality that you're always working on. So I'd like to ask you, Gladstone, what is your average quality? Well, uh, you might be shocked to know that I have more than one average quality. All right. <laughs> but let's go. Uh, let's just go with, with uh, listening, listening can, can be an average quality. Ooh. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, the headphones help, help right, right now. now. Yeah. 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 Well, well, you know, know I've, I've got, got nothing to let my mind wander or whatever. But um, I think as the years have progressed, that my ability to listen has probably diminished to some degree. Some of it might be physical. I have worn hearing aids for about 17 years, but I do have good hearing aids, so that's a that's more of a hearing deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, listening, uh, I can let my mind water wander if I'm not. It's it's kind of like. Get to the point here. You know what I mean? <laughs> give me the give me the cliff notes on what you're trying to tell me. Um, in fact, we were in a leadership meeting one day, and we had a consultant come and sit in on our meeting. And uh, he, after the meeting, he sat down with me and, my daughters and uh, Stubby, our president, and the guy said, "We said, well, okay, what do you think?" And he looked over at me and he said, "Mick, when do you think you checked out of that meeting?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, you think he's being mean about it, but he was actually right because. There was too much stuff going on in the meeting that was like um, status reporting. Mm, yeah, That's not the way leadership meetings are supposed to be. They're supposed to have some real intriguing. High-level, engaging type con- engaging yeah, conversations. conversations. Mm-hmm. Meat on the bones type stuff. Yes. We don't need to be pushing numbers. Yeah. yeah. We don't need to be hearing about, okay, they're going to bring in the pepperoni at 10, 15, and, you know, all that kind of stuff <laughs> or whatever. So, uh, yeah, he, he he got me good, and that was... Uh, so when did you check out? Pretty early? Yeah, I, it, was, <laughs> it was pretty early in that meeting, actually. But it it drove across a point that you know you really gotta you know you gotta have something that's a little meat on the bones mm-hmm. here to keep me and you know I'm I'm getting up in the years. It's like Stubby says also. You know he says you know Mick is getting so old that he doesn't buy he doesn't even buy green bananas anymore. <laughs> <laughs> So it's so fortunate. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so at any rate, I I uh, um, I will try to say, okay, can you summarize that, or can we get to the point here, or whatever? Um, 
I don't know if there's going to be a hell of a lot of improvement, boys, though. Right. <laughs> so we need to just make the meetings more engaging for you. Yes, yes. Okay, I'm cool yeah, with that. Yeah. We can work on that. You know. So... We'll you keep know. you, or just keep you out of the meetings. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll give no. you the cliff notes. No, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, the meetings have been better too. Okay. Since <laughs> since that point in time. Right. Maybe we maybe build in like a a quick like fifteen minutes into the meeting after you get through with talking through like twenty twenty one pepperoni pizza sale projections. <laughs> you could, we could throw in like a like a visionary like Mick awakening uh, segment of the meeting so to get you back dialed in because you know. Like, once we start talking about projections of pepperoni pizzas, mix out. Like, and we're not yeah. saving them. <laughs> He's gone. It's over. So we'll bring you back, and we'll start talking about the vision mm-hmm. of Devani's. So that would be my next question, is what is the, the vision for Devani's right now? Well, uh, uh, the vision for Devani's is to uh, stay with what we've been doing and, and continue to adapt to the changes in the business right you know this this uh, one of the big challenges we've had to deal with is third-party delivery mm-hmm. mm. whereas the pizza industry used to be the only delivery option out there yeah mm-hmm. now we're competing against every other restaurant in the world you know right you can get food from anybody so that's that's created a challenge for us and the the um you know the industry has changed to the point that people want to stay at home we're competing against grocery stores a lot more and uh it's people don't eat out as much right so the 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 challenge is to really keep the caliber of our stores up the caliber of our people and do what we what we do we're we're trying to endeavor to uh, remodel a, a number of stores. We've put bars in a number of stores. Mm-hmm. Cleveland and Grant has one. little mm-hmm. one there, yeah. We have some other ones in, in, in a number of stores that, uh, uh, that really uh, kind of changed the feeling a little bit. It's a little uh, uh, more inviting for single people, I think, mm-hmm. to be able to come in and have a drink or sit at the bar and have a hoagie or whatever it might be. Right. So uh, there's a lot of updating that we have to do on 21 stores, and that takes a lot of capital, and that's that's a long-term project for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And growing up in the uh, the restaurant business, I really learned the, just the, the idea of hospitality and being just offering your hand in service, that kind of mantra. Yeah. Um, my dad loves to use this term uh, net promoter score you probably use it maybe a little bit net promoter score which is just uh you ranking yourself and how well you did at welcoming in your guests and creating community and net promoter score our nps we like to use that term quite often um and that's been the coolest thing having that mindset making sure that you when you come in to our studio what is our net promoter score going to be when we throw an event outside of this studio what is that net promoter score going to be? What's the hospitality like? And I truly believe growing up in the restaurant business with my dad and watching that happen has allowed me to look at others in a more holistic way and welcoming them because I've, I've seen my dad time and time again um, change his attitude 
and make sure that when a family comes in, he has no idea how their day has been, whether they had one of the best days in the world or the worst days in the world. Mm-hmm. But he has the opportunity right then and there to light them up in, in the most positive way. And he has shared that with me and my two brothers and instilled that kind of mindset. And I think it's the coolest thing that I was able to be a part of that. That is really, you're so right on with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure he tried to get to know his regular customers as much as he as he could. Right. Know, know them by first name or whatever. Uh, make them feel welcome. Mm-hmm. And that's what's in his back pocket. You know, he, he uses those a- attributes, those habits and when yeah. time, when pressure becomes stress, he, he makes sure that he's welcoming others. He has that hospitality mindset all the time in his back pocket. So, Mick, I'd like to ask you, what is in your back pocket when, when pressure's rising and uh, you have a lot of stress? What is some of the, something that you utilize in your back pocket to overcome these situations? Well, you know, my, my nature is that, that I, I'm more of a calm person. I don't fly off the handle. You get a lot of bad news through the years and 40 years. I've had a lot of bad news. And you, you just got to take a step back, take a deep breath, know that not, not everything is bad that's running through your mind is going to happen. And, and when, when things, things are really, really, really good, they're probably not going to be that good forever. So you got to keep that in mind, too. But I'm calm. I take I, I take a step back. I have the confidence that uh, we're going to sit and we're going to analyze this problem, and we're going to get through it. You've got a team of people that you work with and you trust them, and and uh, uh, you're going to figure it out. So, uh, and then you know you go home at the end of the day. You give your wife a hug and your dog a hug and. And uh, maybe a glass of brandy and a cigar, that might help, too. Amen to that. Yeah. Yes, sir. I love that. Mm -hmm. What kind of dog do you have? A King Charles Spaniel. Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. Good good lap dog. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. we used to have bigger bigger dogs, but we've migrated down into the small downsized to Mm -hmm. that, yeah. I love that. So So, uh, your back pocket answer, or what's in your back pocket, sounds like you stay... Cool, calm, and collected, but you remain confident in, yes. in your ability and, honestly, remaining grateful as well. Right. And and quit trying to look at the glass half full, you know, uh, or half empty. Half empty, right. yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, half full is kind of right, nice. Right. <laughs> I like what it's so, All right, so we'll clip that out, too. Yeah. Just quit looking at the glass half full. <laughs> Beautiful. As he's drinking his half, half full, half full. Yeah. Well, yeah. Is that glass half full or half empty? <laughs> I would say it's half full. There we go. There we go. Like there we go. I like that a lot. <laughs> I love that. Um, and that's marketing. And that's marketing. Yeah. And that's it. Um, <laughs> and our next question for us. So how we grow this podcast in the Twin Cities is through a challenge question and a connection through the guests we have on the show. So I'd like to ask you. Who do you think we should have on the show from your network, or who do you think we should have on the show? Uh, somebody that would be interesting, I assume. 
everyone's interesting. That's the best part. Everyone has a story, and but that's you, our, yeah, and it's our job to make yeah. sure the story is yeah. is well well spoken. But if they're super interesting, we, then yeah, we want that yeah. person for yeah. sure. Well, you know, last night I ran into my favorite weather person in the Twin Cities, Blinda Jensen. Okay, all right, and. Uh, I think she would be a wonderful addition to this podcast. She is, if you've ever watched her on on Care 11, and she has a morning show on Saturday morning, uh, she is as nice and genuine as anybody I know. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, she is absolutely terrific. Challenge accepted. She's got... Uh, you know, her experience is over. I think she's been at Care 11 25 years. I'm not sure, but uh, I think so. And so she'd have a lot of things to recount, plus the fact that she's she's an entrepreneur and trying to, uh, uh, she's writing books. And they're on the weather, trying to get kids interested in the weather. So... I think I think she'd be a wonderful one. You guys would like her, and and she'd like you too. Okay, all right, yeah. Belinda. I love yeah. that name, by the way. Mm-hmm. Such a big yeah. fan of the name Belinda. Yeah, no, she's a uh, just a terrific gal. I liked her from the, you know, I always liked her. We used to watch her Saturday morning show, and I'd make pancakes every Saturday morning for the girls. There it is. You Heck know, yeah. and we'd be watching Belinda with her Saturday morning show, and um, and then. You know, 15 years later or so, uh, one of my buddy's daughter ends up being a great friend of hers, and and I meet her, and we hit it off like crazy. She's just a nice person. Were you yeah. starstruck the first time you met her? Like, I was, and in fact, I made some comment to that effect, and I and I felt stupid about that. The <laughs> oh. <next day>. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but. Uh, uh, no, she uh, she's just as genuine a gal as uh, there can be. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, the next the next uh, question we'd like to ask you, we're going to open up to our, our man over here, producer on the Ty, throne on the throne. Real quick, I, Ty, how are you feeling over there? I got a lot going on over here. It's, it's a little <laughs> it's a little overwhelming. I don't know how it sounds on YouTube. Like we could be. Nobody could hear anything right now. I have no idea. Allegedly. Allegedly. Oh, we'll man. Fi- we'll right. figure it out That's after. horrible. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry. It's not like it's an audio program or anything. Well, It'll be fine. Well, this man got uh, a promotion most recently, so I'd like to uh, voice that Voice that on the podcast. He's no longer intern Ty. He's producer Ty. Yeah. He's a full-time employee. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. I worked really hard. My mom's super proud of me. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and, he, and he also asks phenomenal questions, so I'd like to open up the floor to him. So I was curious, um, Devani's is obviously a family-run business. Um, what are some of the, give me like the, the best part about working with your daughters and maybe the like the worst part or the part that is like, eh, this is tough because I have to work with my family. Because I know my family and I couldn't work with them. Yeah. Um, you know, I have, a, I have an amazing way to get along with people. That's kind of my deal. In fact, her sister has been living at our house for the last three months because she's getting her house remodeled. So mm-hmm. working working with them and only seeing them 
day to day, you know, every eight, so often. Eight hours a day or, yeah. you know, here and then, that's that's kind of a piece of cake. Having to live with them, they're the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> when they're in their 30s, you know. No, uh, no, I. it's been a wonderful deal for me to be able to spend time with my girls and and to see them grow and see the business and start picking up and seeing things that I've been talking about for a long time. Oh, as far as hard parts, uh, the hard parts of working with them is, you know, they don't let me get away with anything. They really call me on the carpet in front of in front of my coworkers too. So sure. you know, it's brutal honesty. Dad, don't do that. You know, yeah, that type of thing. You know, so maybe I'm learning some better manners than uh, if they hadn't been around. Right. Sounds like so. accountability is at an all-time high at, Devani, at Devani's Corp. <laughs> yes, there is. Only yes, honesty. Is. Only honesty. Yeah. Yeah. Brutal honesty. Yeah. I love that. Right. Great question, Ty. Thank you. Yeah. You killed it, man. I'm, I'm paid yeah. now, so I have to step it up. Yeah. Right. right. There's no more slacking. Right. Yes, yeah. to the occasion. Yeah. And you yeah. have. You have risen. Thank you. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. Just understand, if this audio is bad, your fault, right? <laughs> I don't want to, like, go on and take the blame for it. But... No, I'm just kidding. Okay. You're killing it, man. I like that chair, too. The Vigo Mortensen Lord of the Rings chair. Yeah. Is that treating you well? It, it Well, it's a little uncomfortable. It's just a wooden chair. Correct. But Correct. we used to make our guests sit in that chair. Really? Yeah. yeah. We've right. changed over We've the couch. Changed, yeah. We graduated to a couch. Maybe we'll get you a throw pillow. That'd be nice. Oh, you like something comfortable to sit on? Yeah, a little something for my rump. Right. <laughs> we, can, we can get that done. We can cool. work that out. I also would love a camera on me. Maybe oh. when you get another promotion to... Yeah. There you go. Something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I like that. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Cool. Okay. Uh, final question. Well, I, I do want to ask a little bit of Minnesota sports. Oh, so yeah, we were just yeah. talking off air with the Gophers and how you were at the Rose Bowl in 1960. Yes. That is one of the coolest stories. Your your mom took you there. Yeah. And um, they have not been back since 61, so the year after. Right. Uh, but we're going to make an early projection. They're going to be at the Rose Bowl this year. If they're at the Rose Bowl, I'm going to be there. Yes, let's go. I will. I will be there. I'm going to. I'm. I'm leaving that open. So. Okay, and I want to pitch you on another idea, real quick. Okay, if you're at the Rose Bowl, that is killer content. Uh, Gladstone mm. Devani's at the, the Rose Bowl. Bowl. That yeah. is marketing 101. You need. To, you need to capture that. Yeah. We love, love to follow you around and capture you in that moment. And we'll be. We can hand out um, Devani's pizzas. pizzas. As, As we walk into the Rose Bowl and cheer on the Gophers to a victory. Over, over I'm guessing, Oregon. Well, you know, we'll be uh, still on our 45th anniversary mm-hmm. during that time. So maybe we can uh, do something with it. Yes. yes. Well, we're going to be doing promotions throughout the year, so maybe we'll figure out something at the Rose Bowl. There we go. And maybe I can send it back for the podcast. Yes. yes. You know. Mm-hmm. I'm, yes. I'm sensing a lot of good sports. Oh, Yes. I'm sensing a lot of good sports with Minnesota this year. I think the Devonis and sports are going to be going hand in hand. There's going to be a lot of growth in both areas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys like football. I know you played football. So. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. Yeah. We're all over it. Mm-hmm. Pizza and football. That's how about the Vikings? And what? So the Vikings, on the other hand, we need you got to do something about Kirk Cousins. Oh. Yeah. He's got to come on the podcast. We got to sit him down. Mr. We got to talk him through some stuff. Mr. Worldwide. This off, yeah. This off season. We gotta get Rudolph on too. We got we just gotta hit our hit our benchmarks, you know. Get it get a couple of players on. So now we're vested. 
we know that our influence is, is, is hopefully making an impact for the upcoming season. Right. And then Devani just sees wins off that anyways. Right. We were told if we have Kirk Cousins on, we will go global. Yeah, someone told us that one time on the podcast. Yeah. Jackie knows Ru- Rudolph. Okay. But the problem is, is that those guys get pretty expensive for their time. I don't know. Right. We'll, f- we'll figure it out. Can't you get Lieber or... Um, Greenway. We had Greenway. Yeah, yeah. We had Greenway. I listened to part of Green, Greenway. Yeah. Both of those guys are awesome. Yeah. It's total uh, studs. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. just real people, I think. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And that was the coolest thing, having a conversation with both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when I went to the uh, Rose Bowl in 1960, um, and, you know, being a 12-year-old at that time, uh, there are certain things you remember that you carry with you throughout the life, your life. And I remember we were on a airplane where there were a group of people from Minnesota, and we kind of got to know some of them. And I remember Kurt Carlson asked us to join his group for dinner. Kurt Carlson was the Carlson Companies, built the Carlson Companies, and he was a big-time guy. I mean, really big. And uh, uh, Carlson Business School. Yeah, and the, Carlson and Business School, mm-hmm. U of M, yeah. And um, uh, so th- we went to a Polynesian place or something. I remember that. It was very cool to me. I'd never been to one of those. So, you know, that was it. Then then another thing that I remember was staying in a hotel, which wasn't the most luxury, luxurious hotel that we were staying in, by the way. Um, but... They had a water shortage for some reason, or the water got shut off in the place, and we had to use water out of the back of the tank of the toilet to to brush our teeth. Wow! I mean, these are random things, guys. But, yeah. but you, but you're twelve. <laughs> these, these these have stuck with me for forever. All these since years. you were twelve. Yeah, that's a travesty. Yeah. And I do remember at that time watching television and watching Arnold Palmer win a big golf tournament, too. Nice. Yeah, the king. The king. The Arnold. king. That's crazy. You can just remember yeah, stuff like that out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what stuck with you. Well, when you're my age, you'll probably remember a few things like that, too. Mm-hmm. I have a question well, a question about that. So we're 23, 24. Yeah. Um, do you have any advice for guys like us or people that are in their in their 20s like if you could say one thing to this generation of people what would that be yeah, live your dream you know do something you really enjoy and someday it's going to turn out it's going to work and then you got to work real hard you got to give it your all that's i don't think that's anything novel uh but uh um Be sincere and honest, and I think you guys have, uh, I think you're greatly underestimated as being moderate people or middle. Average, average ordinary average, average guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're way above that. Both of you guys Whoa. are way above oh. that. Well, we do have so I your your billing is a little misleading, but that's all right. You know, well, I it, mean, it, it, we're all we're all above average in our own ways, right? Yeah, but at the uh, same time. True. We can all sit down and relate over the fact that, you know, we're not very good at listening sometimes. Yeah. You know? No kidding. Mm-hmm. So we're all average in some sense. Right. No one's no one's really not average that's if right. you think about it. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, thanks. I guess we are above average. I'll say it. We'll take it. <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> Thank you. We're having yeah. a good time. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you that. Know, I want you to have good self-images as you go forward in life. Of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's phenomenal. Um, but I think this wraps it up to our final question. Final question. Uh, simple question. Uh, what did you learn today from the moment that you woke up to when you were walking up these, these the, to this third floor of our studio, our newly created studio? Uh, uh, what, what did, did you, you learn, learn today? today? Well, I, I learned that, first of all, that you were obviously better than average. Thank you. And you were much easier to get along with than I thought you might be. Yes. Awesome. You were very welcoming. No, not okay. at all. So you were very welcoming. Um, and it was uh, very enjoyable sitting down and, and talking. That's awesome. That's that's great. <laughs> I'm like now imagining like your daughter's coming up. You're like, hey, uh, Mickey, you got booked on a podcast on Saturday. You in? No, no. <laughs> There's two 23 year old guys that were gonna go no. over their house. You know, like, right. I can see how yeah, you're like, like, oh man, thanks for the opportunity. <laughs> no way. <laughs> to be honest with you, I was like, say what? <laughs> So, but, but it, it turned, turned out great. I'm happy I did it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank, Thank you so much. We appreciate your time. Good luck to you guys. Thank you. Thank you. That's, That's time on the back, back pocket. It's a wrap.